Hello and welcome to the Spill Sesh episode 42. In this week's episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Sahar Salim. I'm sure you know who she is at Sahar's Art on Instagram. I have been wanting her on my podcast for so long and she kindly agreed to be on my podcast despite how busy she is. Like she is a freaking CEO and a content creator and I just always looked up to her as a person and I am so glad and honored to be able to have this conversation with her and her taking the time out for me to support my podcast and my project even though you know she has so many other things going on so thank you so much Sahar for coming on and to the rest of you listening to this episode I really hope you enjoyed it it was a great conversation and she's such a gem to talk to enjoy hello Sahar welcome to the spill sesh with Sage hi thank you for having me I'm really excited. I know. I You are one of my most, like, you know how, like, people just want a guest on my podcast? I wanted to get you on my podcast for so long, and I'm yeah. so happy that we managed to do this because I know how busy <laughs> you are. But anyway, of people who are listening and who somehow are living under a rock and don't know who you are, which I don't know why they don't know who you are, you are a makeup artist, a CEO, a content curator. Yes. You want to add on oh to the my list? God. Yes. <laughs> No, I think that's enough. <laughs> so, you, okay, well, how would you introduce yourself? Um, so, anytime anything happens, someone, like, an event or something, everyone's like, oh, can you give us, like, a bio for yourself? And I'm like, <laughs> like, um, I'm a makeup artist, I'm an influencer. Recently, I guess we've added CEO to that list. Exactly. But that's about it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a makeup artist, I'm in Singapore. That's it. A true boss. I don't know what babe. else to say. I think the first question I have I to know. ask you is what time do you sleep? Yes. <laughs> um, so you know, it really depends. A lot of times I only go to bed when like I'm done with work, which can be quite late. Um, so I try to like, you know, once my family's all home around like seven, eight, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stop working. And then um, once they go to sleep around like 10, 11, I will go back and I will like finish off work. Oh my God. So sometimes I sleep a little earlier, sometimes yeah. a little later. Because I remember I got a text from you or, or a post, your Sahar's Art Beauty Instagram post. And I at like 5 a.m. or something, I was like, what is she doing awake at 5 a.m.? And not just like replying text, like on a full-on uh... business account. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. What can I say? I only saw your video at like 5 a.m. on my personal page. And I was like, oh, well, if I don't post it now, I'm for sure going to forget tomorrow. Thank you so much. So I was like, okay, I have to post Dude, it now. Your yeah, lip- this video was so nice. I was like, I cannot forget to post Your this. lipsticks, I have been <laughs> raving about to everyone. Like when you... Okay, we'll go about this properly later, but just a very short one. Like, it's literally on my okay. dresser just there. Like, I'm <laughs> it's all, like on my everyday, like, makeup nice. stuff. Nice. It's really, really good, the formula. So congratulations on that. I'm so happy to hear you like it. Thank you. So before we get all into the business stuff, which I really want to talk to you about, I really want to ask you yes. some questions about the makeup and influ- influencer industry, you know, you're in Ooh, as well, because I think fun. there's so much to explore okay. with that as well. So before that, yes. um, I know that you were an artist and you still are an artist before you were into makeup. So how long have you been into art and did you ever <laughs> think that it would translate into makeup? Um, I've been into art for like as long as I can remember. Like, you know how kids like to draw and paint and then some kids get over that and then stop yeah. enjoying it? Never really happened for me. So I was always like into it consistently. Um, I didn't think it would translate into like 
a career ever because you know like you grow up in a brown household you're like yeah you're not gonna make any money as an artist and as a kid you're like all right well I guess I need to make money (laughs) so you know it was always I'd always plan for it to be like a side hobby which I guess even now it is you know like painting drawing it's not my job it's like something I do it's a bit more related to my job now than it would be you know if I followed like what I studied in university and became an accountant but yeah so I've, I've just been into it forever. TikTok, right? Like, Why? when anyone asks me what's my job, I just say I'm an accountant. You can literally do that yeah, because you I actually know. studied. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, accountant on TikTok now means something. Truly, else. but you can, like, you can actually attest to it. That's so funny. I can actually say that I'm an accountant. Yeah. So, no, I'm a, like, I would be an god awful accountant like i know a lot of people are like oh accountant like accounting sucks i could never be an accountant because they're like kind of like looking down on it not at all i was so bad at accounting and accounting is kind of like one of the things where if you're not good at it like your client's gonna go to jail oh you know (laughs) like accidental tax fraud and stuff so um i think businesses in the world are definitely way better off I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, but (laughs) we'll just leave it. No, no, it took me... So so I know that you were studying, because I've been following you for like a long time now, and I know that you were studying while also being an influencer and being a content curator. And I remember seeing those stories of you like, oh, I just finished this event. And you know, pre-COVID times, the wonderful times those was. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just finished this event. I'm going to a night class after that. I just got home, I'm doing this. And I'm like, Girl, how do you do this? I was also, I think, in, I was actually in Polly at the time, I remember. And I was like, how is she doing all of this? So what was that like, juggling the two? Um, it was really hectic. It was very expensive and grab. There was no way I could make it to anywhere taking, like, public transport. Like, events 20 minutes apart in different sides of town. So it was very expensive. Um, it was quite hectic as well. But I don't know, like... I I used to really enjoy it, you know, and I had like major FOMO anytime I didn't go to an event (laughs) and it was like fun, you know, brands plan stuff out. It was, it was something I like, you know, look back at fondly and remember um, the events, (laughs) not the classes. The classes were just like a necessity, you know, I wanted to get my degree. I wanted it to be over. So, but in the end, I mean, like, do you look back and be like, oh, well, thank God I got that degree. Or do you think that you could have done without it? Um... I mean, I'm thankful for what I learned throughout the process and, you know, the skills that I had as an accountant. It helps me a lot, like different types of financial statements. It really does help, um, especially with the day to day running of the business, you know, seeing if we do this, if we do that, what works out, how does it work? It really does help because a lot of things aren't as straightforward yeah. as you think. Um, so I treasure the skills, the actual piece of paper I think I will come to appreciate it as time passes. I think it's a very good But I do think that the knowledge was like, (laughs) yeah, I do think that the knowledge was extremely like valuable. Yeah. But I mean, juggling a full-time job. And that's, I think, the one thing about the influencer industry that people are starting to understand a bit more. But at the time, a few years ago, when you first started, like it was still a very stigmatized industry. And people always, I mean, till today, you know, people still think like, what do they actually do? But I've spoken to influencers I have I'm on the PR side so like I know exactly like how much work goes into it a content creator so it's hard I cannot like what was some of the hardships that you faced balancing the two like when you look back how did you do it I still don't understand like the time management and everything 
How did I do it? Uh, how did I do it? I don't actually remember. Like, <laughs> I was just underslept a lot of the time, and I was like always tired. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. So you kind of look over those things, you know. And it was like I'm doing this degree because、mm-hmm. I need to, right? I need to have some sort of base for my career. If because, like you said, at that point there was a lot of hing about influencering and、yeah. if it was even a viable career option. So I knew that I needed some sort of stability, and then I was also like, well, I also have to give my all in case this thing is like legit and it actually works out. Yeah. So. Yeah, and which it did. It was just you know like when you're, oh thank you. Well you know when you're like in that position, you're like, well, there's literally nothing I can do except just work really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I fully understand that. And at the time, you know, we were talking about like how influencers and monetization was it really you know a thing when you started? Oh, like did you already know that this、um, was a potential job, or did you just fall into it? Yeah, so when I started in like 2015, I no idea. Like, I did not know that influencers really got paid in like t- till like 2017, and I'd already had like hundreds of thousands of followers by then. So,、um, it was definitely a learning curve. It's a, a lot of people think it's like, oh, when you have like a lot of followers, automatically like you're making a lot of money or like you have a career, which is not the case. I feel like people are you know starting to find out because. Whoever is going to pay you, they're you know gonna use your platform for advertising or monetization. They want to see that a people trust your opinion, which you know if a lot of people just followed you like last week, it's unlikely. But if you have like a long term relationship, or、um, you know you kind of have like a track record of like honesty, I feel like that helps. Yeah, and yeah. speaking <laughs> like because I've worked in the PR industry for years, like. That is something that we look for when we are curating our media list as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I always、yeah. tell. You know, when people ask like, "What is PR and whatever," the one thing I always say is that you can have a million followers, but you may have a hundred comments, and that means your engagement is down. People don't trust you, and or or you just don't have a relationship with your followers. And I think not. Yeah. Like learning, I like what you said. It's a learning curve. I probably I'm in that learning curve now, where like I have to learn what, like, is the you know. The defining line between getting money and at the same time establishing your trust with your followers because you can take like a hundred sponsorships, but then、yeah. in the end of the day you're just like a sellout, you know. So it's it's hard、mm-hmm. because like you want obviously every anyone wants money. Money、yeah. is given to you. You should you know if it's an opportunity. Of course, I mean you're like working hard. It's、exactly. a job, right? How many people want to do a job、Precisely. for free? Exactly. Any、and、job. I、yeah. think that learning curve is so important because. You must have done it really well to the point where you managed to grow over the years and also sustain it as a business while still maintaining a trust relationship with your followers, a trusting relationship with your followers. Because yeah, yeah I I fully agree. I think that's very very important when going into anything like content curation.、Yeah. But even in this industry, like how was it like like you know when you started like making friends in the industry, like genuine friends, you know, not just like business influencer friends. <laughs> I don't really know. It was it was really bizarre because you know, a lot of people think that the influencer scene in Singapore is like really catty and awful, like you see in the、yes. beauty community in the U.S. And okay, personally, I have found that to not be the case. Obviously, there are some people that you know, like you go to an event, they think they're better than you. It happens all the time. But I honestly like everyone's been really nice to me from the start.
And I've had my friends who work in PR say that, yeah, of course they're nice to you. Like, everyone is going to be nice to you. And I was like, well, okay. No. <laughs> so um, I am like the worst person to answer this because truly everyone is nice to me. Yeah. At least to my face, right? <laughs> Nobody, I've never been to an event where people have yeah. shown hostility towards me. No one has ever like given me the side eye, you know, maybe a little earlier on when I was just starting out like in 2015, 16, and they're like, oh, like, what's your name? And then the second like they opened my Instagram or like people started knowing who I was like, dude, I think that's so true because I don't think, listen, I think there's only a certain extent where people can be fake. You know, at some point they got to let go of that. So yeah. until now, they're still nice. I have I think no idea. They <laughs> they're really, yeah, that's what I think too. You know, I was like, if they wanted to be like hostile, like there's so many ways, like you can just like post rude stories about me. Yeah. Like I'm not going to reply, you know? So I... People, yeah. they're, they're and I think it's very refreshing I, to see because yeah, I wanted to like compare yeah. because I mean, listen, it's it's no news that the beauty yeah. industry in the U.S. and the Western community is so crazy. Like it's just scandal after scandal. It's, it's very really toxic. Correct. Yeah. Very like, cutthroat. I think it's nice to see maybe because Singapore yeah. is just so small and everyone kind of knows each other. That's why I think even I had Anda on on the show as well, and that was the first thing I asked. Her. I was like, like, how do you do it? Like in the beauty community, she was like, honestly, it's great. <laughs> like everyone is really nice. Yeah. No, it's just, I feel like it's a difference in culture as well. You know, it's here. The truth is that any of my friends that are influencers, technically, like we're in direct competition, because if I say no to a job, or I don't like a job, the client will probably go to them. And that's okay, because you know, there's a lot of work to go around. And they're my friends, like I'm happy for them. Yeah, like the world doesn't really end. It's not. um it's yeah. not that cutthroat. I think that's refreshing to see. Yeah. And at, at least being in the industry yeah. for you, like, yeah. it's because they're your colleagues. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize <laughs> yeah, is they that are. your they competition, are. your influencer, yeah. your friends, they're all your colleagues. And, you know, and yeah. in any workplace, you need to be able to have that boundary of, like, professionalism, but also friendship. Why not? So that's refreshing for you at yeah, least that it's not as crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine like if, if we had a scandal yes. every day? Under the sea, um, did something imagine? start? I was like, what? Oh <laughs> I know. I don't think anyone would even care, to be so honest with you. Like, no one would care. Me and Anda are fighting on Instagram stories. Honestly, it's just so shit. funny because I'm just thinking of, like, you know, all those, like, YouTube tea spills channels. Can you imagine yeah, a Singapore? Yeah, can you imagine a Singaporean version of this? No way. Yeah, I think they do, but maybe not Not the beauty influencers, which is good. Yeah. Like, like, just stay away from all of you. But that's yeah. just so funny. I can't imagine that. Oh, and also, how are your friends and family you know, uh, react like their reactions to you wanting to become a full-time creator? Uh, so they were quite supportive. So when like my video went viral, one of my first videos went viral in 2015, they were quite supportive, but they didn't really understand how it worked. Like I said, none of us knew what, if it could be a career path, if so, how to like, you know, years later. Um, but they were quite supportive and they're like, yeah, you know, like, anything you need like they're always down to help me and they're always like helping me plan my next move i remember my video went viral i was like 17 yeah my dad's like all right let's go get you like a nice camera because the video i was filming the camera i was filming with like i couldn't really see myself and i lost a lot of footage so he was like come let's go and my dad got me a new camera that i filmed with for years and yeah like they're quite supportive um obviously they're like look like none of us know what the hell this is or if it'll work out so you need to get your degree and you need to like study but yeah they weren't averse That's to so it great. at all 
ideally my dad would have loved it if I got an ACC as well and became like a chartered proper like certified accountant but you are now a CEO <laughs> at 23 so I think everything worked out um yeah no, I, I talk about that also like because we're the same age and it's just crazy to me to think that and not just you like so many different people and it's just so amazing to see young women especially be entrepreneurs like that's something I've always been like fascinated by and I love talking you. you know to different people about their experience as well but I, w- I also wanted to talk about this which was your skin journey and yeah and how because I, I listened to the podcast by the way oh my god because of you I went on like a binge on their podcast just so we're clear I love those two ladies <laughs> I am now their biggest nice. fans nice they're amazing I swear they're, they're so amazing, funny yeah. And, you know, you got you were talking a little bit about the negativity and the trolls and the haters online, which is so ridiculous. But one thing I think maybe that gave you that authenticity with your followers was the fact that you were barefaced and you normalized acne. Yeah, you I mean, normalized it. And I think, yeah, yeah and that's so. not a lot of people online would ever do that, let alone an influencer. So how was that journey for you? You know, it's kind of like one of those funny things where from like the outside looking in, you're like, oh my God, you know, she's like normalizing skin texture or like acne. But when I was doing it, I was just like, yeah, I'm a kid. I'm just going to wear makeup. You know, when I started, I didn't, I didn't think it was so brave to just like have acne and exist and like just put makeup on, you know? And it wasn't until people started saying that I was like, like, so what people who have acne or like supposed to not enjoy Mm -hmm. makeup you know what I mean I actually saw a post by a friend of mine she lives in the U.S. she's also an influencer she was talking about she posted like a full body picture and she was talking about how um she never really like noticed something about her knees but then someday somebody commented saying hey like how are you so confident despite your dark knees and she's like now it's like all I see in a picture you know so it's it's the weird thing about like You know, when you're an influencer and people like genuinely mean well, but then sometimes they like project onto you. You're like, whoa, I I didn't realize this was wrong with me, you know? So, yeah, Um, that's how it was. You know, I I had a lot of acne. It got worse at some points. It got better at some points. Like it it was really hormonal. I couldn't really do much about it. And it was a lot of people either being really rude or being really nice and I was suddenly I became like super conscious of it I was like wow like this is just like on my face all the time you know before it's like I would like look in the mirror and I like wouldn't even see it you know I was like oh I'm breaking out like who cares it happens to everyone you know so uh I wish I could take credit for the bravery and the courage but honestly like I it didn't even cross my mind when it started somewhere halfway I was like yeah okay like what am I gonna do start makeup with my yeah. face done it doesn't like, make any sense I can't eyeshadow will fall out I don't no. have a light hand so yeah true, yeah so and because I, I completely yeah. like I understand because I also went through like um adult acne which is most of the time people yeah. get their acne when they're 13 14 and then they kind of all phase out yes. together but for me I got it when I was I want to say 19 20 and it was like bad like I had to go on medication and stuff so like I completely mm-hmm. understand like and the same yeah. thing it's almost like but I I think in that sense when people see it as bravery because for me if I and I and I remember I used to do makeup videos at the time but not on my main page I had a little like secret account and I would post <laughs> stuff on it like yeah. just for fun like not thinking so I'll cute. ever like post makeup videos on my page and yeah, I remember yeah. like at that time even to like 30 people on that account I couldn't 
like I would you know how you say like you start makeup with makeup on that's what I would do like I, I would just yeah. I would put like a layer of foundation <laughs> on and then I'll put foundation again <laughs> yeah like that that's how like uh, I think in that sense yeah it's so good almost that you know you could show younger girls and people that like it's completely fine because I think it's almost like when you see one other person yeah. doing it not not necessarily an influencer or someone like quote-unquote famous it's just like you see a friend doing anyone it, like, yeah oh. And I think that's kind of carried on now where it's just different things. Like, for example, like now, I mean, I think both of us have, you know, evolved from that skin journey and that's great. And yes, but at yes. the same time, like there's so many other things like with body and face, like bare face. Like, I just don't care. And yeah, like bikini photos and all, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not normalizing anything. <laughs> I completely understand. I, yeah. It's like I have a little bit of flab yeah. and like, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Who cares? I mean... This is, I feel like, something that I grew into, like, in the last two years as well. Um, I wasn't that critical about my acne growing up, but I was, like, quite critical of, like, I was, like, really Girl, same. And I was, like, really critical about it, like, same. all the time. <laughs> and now, like, I genuinely mm-hmm. do not give a shit. Like, I got some laser done. So, like, now it never grows back. Yeah. Almost never. It comes back a little bit. I don't care. Like, I don't shave for months. I stop waxing. Oh, Out of here with that. I went on Accutane. They're like, yeah, yeah, no waxing while you're on Accutane. I was like, how about no waxing was like, uh, ever? No. <laughs> ever. No freaking way. Dude, I'm, I was the same. You know, I had a freaking unibrow. Like, I literally had a unibrow in school growing up. One brow. <laughs> it was... Yeah, I grow a unibrow too. Threading. I've just been like threading yeah, like, and shaving. Now it for I don't so even feel like I yeah. have like straight hairs here in my brow. I'm like, whatever, man. Like, I cannot be don't bothered. Care. It's just too much maintenance. But... I feel Don't that was one of my shit. biggest insecurities yeah. too growing up because the boys made us feel bad yeah. about it so stupid I honestly boys they are, are <laughs> especially in primary school oh my god <laughs> but you know what I think all of yeah. those things you know acne um, hair and everything it shaped you to the woman you are today the confident woman you are today I think so too and that confidence yeah. oh thank well, you. you too <laughs> and that confidence translated to you and your business I guess. Yeah. yeah I did, like, huh? fr- can you imagine, like, from that girl who just decided to just do makeup videos, you are now have your own business, which is crazy. Yeah. I know. That's so crazy. Sometimes you really don't stop to think, like, oh, how much things mm-hmm. have changed, you know? So before yeah. we go into everything, Sarah's <laughs> art beauty, which I cannot wait to get into, I want to talk a bit yes. about the masterclass that ah. you did. And that All was right. so cool because this was when? 2019, I believe? It was, right? 2019. I remember it's almost I was two like, years ago. What? Because you know, master classes in Singapore and by you know, big like makeup artists, like these kind of things you only see like the big, like huge, you know, like Nikki Tutorials would do it, Jeffree Star yeah. would go on like, you know, world before he was cancelled. <laughs> like he would go on world like tours and do master classes. And it was such a thing. So how was it for you to do this? This was amazing, like honestly. Um, yet another thing where I didn't know what I was getting into until I was like already into it. <laughs> you know, like I started planning it in uh, January 2019. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll do it. You know, um, it'll be fun. And then we started finalizing it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, we finalized the location. We picked SunTech. Um, as soon as we had the location booked, um, I, you know, started selling tickets and it was nice and it was exciting. And we started planning it six months in advance. And so here's the thing. The masterclass was on the 29th of June. 
Um, my final year university exams were all throughout May that month. No. Why did you plan it like that? <laughs> so, because I wanted to have it, but also, like, I couldn't have it earlier because of my exams. So I was like, all right, well, I finished my exams. I'll get, like, most of the planning done. And then when my exams are done, I have one month to do, like, the rest of the work, which... You know, it worked out. Like, the timing and everything was not an issue. I had enough time. I didn't have too much time. Um, it was just, like, really chaotic. Like, I look back and, like, like I, you know, somebody messages me or, like, someone sends me an email. And I see that they sent me, like, an email or a message in, like, the first half of 2019. And I just didn't reply. And I feel so bad. But it's just, at that point, you know, now I have, like, some help. Like, someone to help me shoot and stuff. Um, help me with things. Back then, I didn't. So I'm studying. I'm playing the master class. I'm also doing my own, like, influencer work. So I was, like, fully way in over my head. And I luckily, everything worked out. Yes. It went very well. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing. Um, we were trying to, you know, book on the location. I want to say late January 2019. The event was in June, late at the end of June 2019. So um, I go view the location at SunTech. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really like them. SunTech is a great location. People can be there. Um, but maybe I should see somewhere else, you know, because SunTech wasn't allowing like food and I wanted there to be like some bites and stuff. Um, and then I get a call from SunTech like the same day after I came. They're like, hey, uh, we just want to ask you about like your booking because somebody else is trying to book the same hall on the same day. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're like yeah so like let us know you know we can hold it for you till like tomorrow or a couple of days and then after that we're probably gonna give to them and I was like uh okay and then I just like discussed with my parents quickly I was like okay I think I'll just book the hall right so here's what I didn't realize on the day of the master class there were like tanks all around Suntech people could not get in like Anybody who was driving, there was so much traffic, and it's because they were doing like practice for oh the National God. Day <laughs> National Day parade at Suntech that same Saturday. Oh my God! So there were so many little kids in their school uniform, and there were so many buses. And we, I swear, we ran like thirty minutes late because everyone. We had a group chat for everyone. Um, the masterclass students, if they wanted to ask me something, they could. It was on Telegram. So they were all texting. They were like, I'm running late. I'm running late. And I'm like, all right. It, it wasn't that bad because literally yeah. everyone was running late. <laughs> you know, the people that took public transport, they reached faster. But anybody who tried to take a grab, they tried to take a car. Like, there were truly oh tanks God. outside. Dude. <laughs> even my dad, like, dropped me off super far away. I was like, wow, I literally stole, like, all. <laughs> that should have been... A red flag. Like, who is booking this hall six months in advance? <laughs> ah, the government for the but important we had to parade. Have masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. Yeah. Luckily, like, it worked out. I got the hall. Everything Dude, was fine. Holding such an event yeah. like that under, like, you know, you have your name on it. it it's scary. Like, there's and anything goes yeah. on, goes wrong. It's just you. Like, you know, you are the you will represent scary. the brand yeah. and everything. So. I don't even know how you do that. And, like, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, uh, I'm to my own event. What am I going to do? I was. It's okay. I was. I was. I was freaking out for, like, six months. <laughs> I, you know, it's just... It is what it is. And it worked out. I think um, a lot of people could see that yes. I was working really hard on it. And anytime they approached me, 
Um, I would like actively work towards resolving the issues. So they were quite understanding and nothing major really went wrong. I think that's so, so good that, that the, it's very smart yeah. to do that whole Telegram group thing. So at least you're like, it's not like you're so distant yeah. from the people who are attending, you know, you're just like, it's yeah. cool. It's hard for me to catch up to like DMs and then I was like forgetting uh, to reply to emails, like I said. So a Telegram group was good because if there's something I can't answer, yes. somebody else knows yeah. and they can answer. Exactly, you know? that was great. Yeah. And it was also, the reason was a lot of people wanted to come to the masterclass, but they didn't have a friend yes. to go with. So that's why I created the group chat and then, like, got to know that's each so other. That's so cute. I, I, saw, I remember cute. seeing that. And they were like, yeah. there's a Telegram group. And, like, if you, if you don't want to you, you yeah. go alone, make friends and do that. I was like, that's so smart, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. was this your first really business sweet. venture yeah. as a content creator? I guess so. It was, like, my first outside of, like, Instagram mm-hmm. kind of thing. My God. And what do you think, like... Yeah you learned the most from executing this? Uh, okay. I learned a couple of things. First of all, wedding planning, easy. Piece <laughs> of cake. <laughs> I did that on my own. Like, I'm not even worried about planning a wedding. If something goes wrong, you will I not be phased. Don't <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, something else I learned, it's just that, you know, like, even if you, like, stress out, right, the only way through it is through it. You know, you can't just, like, freeze up and go, like, all right, I don't know what to do because everyone is relying on you, especially, like, the whole thing was based around me. So if I crash or if I don't give myself enough time to, um, you know, like, take care of my health, yeah. everything falls apart. So that's that's the thing, you know. As much as I want to do as much as I can do and push myself as far as I can, it's sometimes it's counterproductive because then you fall sick and... Nothing yes, can it's happen. It's like that concept of so, yeah. uh, hustling and being like over hustling, yeah. like almost to the point of burnout yeah. because that it's just yeah. not healthy. It's not good. I think that's such an important lesson. Not healthy. So you really have to listen to your body. And uh, when it's telling you to shut up and to go sleep. to sleep, <laughs> you do. Yeah. That, that's so, so true. I think yes. that's something that I struggle with a lot. It's just like, because you know, when you're working so hard. Yeah. Like, you have that work ethic. It's just like, I yeah. want to feel so tired because that makes me feel good. So, like, I understand. I know. But it's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both know it's just not. No, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> it's not. And I know that, obviously, because yeah. 2019's Masterclass did so well, I know that you wanted to do one in 2020, but then Miss Rona decided to come and uh, disrupt all the lives. <laughs> so, yes. how was it, you know, having yes. to transition to a virtual Masterclass? Um, it was nice. It was a lot easier because what we were really, what took up a lot of time for the original masterclass was Mm. packing the goodie bags. You know, we rented a warehouse and then we had to pack everything and make it like, obviously all the bags had to have the same things. Um, actually this was so sad because we had like VIP bags and some brands, they sent us like extras of some products. And then some we thought there were extras because like we forgot to put them in the bag so then we had to go open every single bag take out every product oh see if that specific one is in there and it was it was really like yeah it was really hell but especially because you know if it's like an event goodie bag like a normal event goodie bag it doesn't matter if everyone doesn't get everything right but this one was it was like a paid thing so obviously if i'm advertising that you're all gonna get this it's important yeah. that everyone gets it so yeah, that was really tough, and that was something we did not have to worry about virtual with masterclass. the <laughs> virtual masterclass. But it's also like, um, you know, the original masterclass, nothing like that had ever been done before, especially not by me, not in this country. So a lot of brands believed in me, and they were like, yeah, we're supportive, it's going to be great. 
But there was also like some reservations, you know, I was like, oh, all right, you know, like here, have a little bit. And then in 2000, in January 2009, literally six months after my last masterclass, January 2020, Brand's like, hey, are you doing another one? Because, you know, we have like some stuff we want to give you for your goodie bags. I'm like, bro, like Corona (laughs) is already here. They're like, I think it'll be fine by May, June. I'm like, I hope so. As we we all know, (laughs) it wasn't. (laughs) As we know. But I think the virtual masterclasses, because I didn't manage to attend the um, real life (laughs) masterclass, one for lack of a better term, in 2019, because I remember it was my brother's birthday, so I couldn't go. But in this one, when I um, attended the virtual one, I think for like the smoky eye, and I found it so good. Like, I I think it was so personalized and so easy to talk to like to the people i made friends from that as well like we follow each other you know yeah. and from that um master class and i think for the amount that you charged which was really barely anything for the amount of knowledge you gave and the amount of time you spent <laughs> yes. girl that was like <laughs> why did you do that to yourself <laughs> yeah so that was that was the same feedback from the master really? class as from well the, the virtual um, it's just yeah it was yeah, Anusri, Anusri, mm-hmm. so she works with me now, but she was, like, a student at the master class at that time, um, and she was, like, bro, literally, just, like, the goodie bag was worth $2,000, like, I don't care if you got up there and said nothing, I was, like, great, thanks. <laughs> but even with, like, no goodie bag for virtual, like, the virtual one, really, yeah, like, it exactly. was so good, I remember, I learned, okay, first of all, I didn't even know half the things I was doing was wrong, I was, like, oh, shit, I could look 10 times better than I do, like, what? <laughs> Until now, I'm like, okay, okay, I remember. Sahar said this. I have to do this now. Oh my god, it was really good. Yes, happy yeah, to It help. was so much fun. I, I think that, that's something like the first time I had ever attended something like that also. So I didn't know what to expect. And I think, you know, when you see like influencers mm-hmm. or like personalities, I want to say, in Singapore that you're just like, they seem like this just very far away, distant person. Yeah. And then when you just see them over Zoom, like, hey, <laughs> let's get started. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> we're all just normal human beings Hi. You know? yeah of course so, I mean I really enjoyed it I think that, that's great that you still did it and yeah. at least a little part of you managed to do that master class yeah. and teach hopefully yeah 2021 20, so fingers crossed yeah. no it's not looking like it it's not looking like it like maybe next year yeah. maybe next year you know we'll have some more products from Sahar's Art Beauty mm-hmm. we can pop them in the goodie bags but Sahar's yeah, Art Beauty, babe. You launched your own oh, makeup line at 23. I Let did, that sink right? In. Oh, my God. <laughs> How? Like, take me through it. When did the idea yeah. come about? It's been sinking into my wallet for a while. <laughs> um, that's the one. I actually wanted to ask you also, like, investing into your own company? That's no yeah. joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, but take me it through it. When did the idea for it come about, and how did this whole thing come? Uh, to so the happen idea for it came about in October two thousand nineteen. That was when I started actively working towards it. But like I mentioned, that was the point when I was still in school. <laughs> that was in my last year, and then I started reaching out to like a bunch of different labs in different countries, and it took me a year to find one that I was happy with and could afford. And also, like, I was studying at that time and also planning the master class. So I really was, like, not there. I was everywhere. Um, so then I finalized the concept in, like, end of 2019. You know, I had, like, the final 
prototype ready for one of our products and we were starting production so january 2020 i transferred the deposit to my manufacturer we're like awesome uh my lab was in china at the time they're like okay yeah we're just going on our chinese new year holiday and when we come back we're gonna start producing needless to say they did not come mm. back for a long period of time because of covid and then a couple of weeks in i saw covid was getting quite bad in china and i didn't see it getting worse I didn't get see it getting better and the rest of the world was still fine and i was like well i told them that you know like i don't know how long this is gonna take i can't hang in there so i said that um I asked them for like a refund and I was like, I'm going to, you know, like move my production elsewhere. So I actually moved the production of that product to our lab in Italy where it's being um, produced now. And then COVID hit Italy. So the des- we restarted the design process and it should have taken mm-hmm. six months around there. It did yeah. not. It's taken a year. So we're going to launch those in a couple of months, in the next couple of months. And then um, in the meanwhile, once we moved production, I was like, well, let's start working on something else, you know, just to, yeah. just to fill up the time. <laughs> so we started working on the lipstick collection that mm-hmm. launched two weeks ago, the Kiss Liquid Lipstick Collection, which um, has been received quite well. And that was also only supposed to take like a couple of months to develop. But because I'm a crazy person and I'm also <laughs> COVID, um, it took a year. <laughs> I think slowly and yeah. surely, it's good that you took your time with it because you've seen like I, I mean, Jaclyn Hill I and everything yeah. it's scary man like putting like oh my god that is my nightmare I had Jack I had nightmares yeah. about and she's Jack an amazing Hill. woman I, st- I love her and like to see that happen exactly to someone that you admire like because yeah. it's out of her control right obviously you cannot exactly. open every single lipstick that, and, and see the scary thing is it yeah. really wasn't in her control so like those did those how did you manage those yeah. fears when launching a business like that well, luckily, even if there's hair in my lipstick, um, <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, there's no hair in my just lipstick. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> just a disclaimer. There is no hair on the lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think what happened to Jaclyn Hill was really like one in a million, you know, because so many labs so many brands produce product and nothing like this ever happens i have absolutely no idea what went wrong um dude that that is very scary and i cannot imagine like the nightmares you must have had like that yeah yeah i'm sure a lot i'm sure a lot but were you um, (laughs) nervous about entering an industry that was already so saturated uh not really because i feel like you know when I became an influencer, I entered an mm-hmm. industry that was already so saturated. When I became a makeup artist, I entered an industry that was already so saturated. You know, with my brand, it's the same thing. Other people, there's so much, like, there's so many players, but there's also so many consumers, right? Nobody's going to go like, I'm only going to buy from this one brand for life, right? I really feel like if you give someone something that's refreshing, something that they like, something that they find functional, it doesn't matter how many players they are so long so that you know people can really tell that you put hard work into the product so i really believe that it doesn't matter how many people there are doing the same thing technically none of them are doing the same thing you know everyone brings something different to the table and if people like it it'll work out and you did actually (laughs) bring something different right with your formula it's the glazed creme formula right i haven't seen many lipsticks like that honestly like the matte has been done and people love the matte and when i tried the glazed one i was like because i actually didn't realize there were two formulas i just picked the colors and i was like i love these two colors i'm gonna get it and i was like what (laughs) is that i used um vienna and i was like 
why does this look like glossy but also matte? And I was like, <laughs> what is this? And it stayed on all yeah. day. And I'm like, I'm yeah, so, so confused. I don't have to put gloss over it. It's not sticky. So like, how did you even like come up yes. with that idea and make that so perfect? Um, So I love wearing glossy nude lips. Like you can go on my page. I've literally, I don't think I've ever worn a matte nude lip in like the last five or six years i don't know i just feel like it makes me look so dead so i knew that of course i have i'm doing a lipstick collection i have to make a nude lipstick like there is yeah. no if and but about it brown girls need yeah. a nude lipstick um and i was always using three products mm. to get a nude lipstick a brown lip liner literally any nude lipstick that was way too light for me because they most are and a lip gloss and it's like it was good. It was a combo that lasted really well because first the lip gloss fades, then the lipstick fades, then the lip liner fades. It lasted quite well. But it was so annoying having three products all the time. And then anytime I did, you know, touch-ups or something, it was just like, ah, oh, it drove me crazy. I was sick and tired of using three products anytime. So I knew that I wanted a nude lipstick in a glossy finish, but also not, yeah. you know? I wanted that you could wear it with a glossy finish, but you could also wear it with a creamy finish. So that's why it's called mm. the glazed creme instead of like a gloss because it's actually like a creamy yeah. lipstick formula. It can have a glazed finish, you know, if you just apply it straight from the tube. But if uh, you do with Vienna, what I like to do with Vienna is I apply a little bit and then I like brush it into my lip. And that way um, it stains the right. lip and it's like a really comfortable hydrating stain. So... That's a really, really versatile formula. Yeah, that that's actually such a cool way to wear it. For me, like, I love the, like, yeah. the color. Like, it's such a beautiful Yeah, pink, thank you. Almost berry. And because, you know, especially what you said about, like, brown skin tones is finding a nude lipstick, <laughs> it is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, girl, I know. Exactly. I know, so, like, girl. I saw when you did 1908, yeah. um, that, and I saw the swatches on so many different skin tones, which also kudos to you for getting so many different skin tones in your campaign really <laughs> that's amazing and thank I'm you like, How about this? it's the no, bare it, minimum you know but and thank you it is a bare minimum and more brands should be <laughs> thinking of it that minimum. way so good on you for yeah you know, but they don't doing that but yeah like thank i was you. like how come this looks good on everyone like because with nude lipstick it's so hard to to get that yeah it was it was it didn't exactly. take a year for nothing but i'm glad that everyone likes it so yeah, sorry, when you were doing 1908, like, did you intend for it to be a universally uh, nude color? Of course. I mean, so, to, you know, when you're producing, right, um, every new shade, you can't just order like five or six of it, right? You have to order right. in large quantities. And obviously, it would be perfect if the colors that I picked, especially as a starting out brand, would look good on everyone. So that's why, you know, we have Nouveau. So on deeper skin tones, it's like a burgundy color. But if you have a fairer skin tone, it's like a really deep kind of vampy shade that I think yeah. people have liked a lot. Um, Adele. Oh, my God. On like Love medium deep one. skin tones, it's like a perfect red. But on lighter skin tones, it's slightly, it's different to other red lipsticks. You know, it's a bit more, it's intense, but it's not um, like, what's the word? It's not yeah. that light, it's you know, bright. it still has like this yeah. kind of dreaminess to it. Yeah, it's quite bold. So I love that about it. Belvedere is oh just my God. nothing like I it. You know, it that looks one. gorgeous and yeah. different on everyone. Because I saw yeah. that color and I was like, this is exactly what and I then, like, a very burnt, rusty color. 
and yes. not a lot of or if let's yes. say brands do that but like it just always looks orange on me but this one was like had the hint of brown yeah. and I was like she knows <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so um and then Vienna a lot of people were like oh make a no, pink lipstick and I was like pink yeah I don't really wear pink lipstick like Vienna is as pink as it'll get for me but um a lot of people do like to wear pink lipstick so maybe that's something we'll consider Honestly, for the future Honestly I get the whole like non I, like I stopped wearing pink lipstick a long time ago and I only love browns yeah. I know. but with this I can't stop wearing it suddenly yeah. I'm just wearing pink all the time I can't stop I'm yeah. so happy to hear that yeah cuz like it's pink, pink but it's not like <laughs> it's not this pink it's not like super light yeah. pink you know Dude, that's yeah. so great that you managed to do that. And like you said, it's a bare minimum. And I'm so glad that you said that because I, I think, you know, I wish every brand could do it. Yeah. But I understand also, like, it's very easy to sit here and say, and then actually, like, when you start a company and yeah. the production. I mean, yeah, when we were doing it, it was really tough. It was really challenging. It was me. Um, me and industry basically did the most thing. We had a lot of help. You know, we hired like photographers, a lot of the models that kindly volunteered were my friends. Um, they refused to let me pay them. I was like, please, they're like, no. <laughs> um, even now, like I'm trying to send them the lipsticks. I'm like, let me send them to you. They're like, no, I'm going to buy them. I'm like, stop, just give me your address. Oh my God, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, so uh, it helps that, you know, I have really supportive friends because truly none of this would be possible yeah. without them. But um, yeah. It took a couple of weeks of planning and definitely a lot of going out of my way to really stretch the resources that I had to make like the campaign as diverse as possible. But we did it and therefore it's not impossible and other people should consider it too. Yeah, for sure. And if and if a new yeah. brand, like what you said on the other podcast as well, if literally with you, someone starting out could do it, I think the big conglomerates can definitely do it too with all the resources that they have. So I let's hope. So too, yeah. It <laughs> just comes pray. down to, yeah. <laughs> it just comes down to making the effort, you know? Yeah. And actually, I think because being a minority, I, I think that also must have been like a stronger sense of, of urge course. to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What I felt excluded from a lot of product launches, right? Of like, well, this is a beautiful range. Literally none of it will work <laughs> on me. I don't want anyone else to feel that way yeah. from anything I launch, you know? So that's always at the forefront of my mind. Anytime we're developing something, we have some more products coming out. I'm like, instead of saying, you know, what's my target audience? Who can use this? You can, we kind of go at it with this approach of, okay, who could yeah. not use this, you know? What is it about this product that makes it inaccessible to a certain person? And then we try to fix that issue. So we adjust colors, um, you know, packaging. We have tried to, like, we tried to, we were originally working on making the website really, really fancy. But then we um, read up a lot about accessibility and, you know, um, like, just making it easier for people who have, like, different maybe learning disabilities or reading disabilities, stuff like that, to access the information yeah. on the website. And you realize that fancy fonts are really not that important as it is just for people to be a yeah. able to read the yeah. text, you know? And that's good that you're thinking yeah. about things like that as a business owner to cater to everyone. It reminds me a lot of uh, Rare yeah, Beauty. Of course. Lena did that as well with her product. I think that's something that... Yes. It's really, again, good on you for doing that. I'm so excited for your brand. If, thank you. Are there Very sweet. Bare minimum, bare minimum, minimum but thank are you. Are there any like, sneak peeks <laughs> we should be looking out for soon? New products? Mm. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. I posted a couple of sneak mm-hmm. peeks on my story two days ago. We had a really big shoot <laughs> on Thursday, yeah, for two new collections. I'm very excited, so I'm excited. to see that. Like, our makeup think. line is going to be so sick, <laughs> dude. You. I cannot wait to see I know. what is going to happen. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I do want to also address Thank some you. of the questions that followers sent in. So we can Ooh. go through that. Yes. Let me just get them up. Okay. Yeah, so I was saying, like, when people yes. um, saw that you were coming on, they were like, oh, my God, I love her. She's so great. Like, you have a very, very Stop. <laughs> loyal fan base. <laughs> it's so All right, sweet. Let's see. Ooh, okay, what are some of the challenges you faced as a young business owner? Um, okay, so early on, it was definitely a lot of struggling to be taken seriously. And I, like, mm-hmm. I hated it, but I kind of get it. You know, I was like 18, 19. I thought I knew everything. I did not. Um, <laughs> I worked in an industry mostly with people who were twice my age. So there was a lot of times when I felt like they didn't take me seriously. But again, like I said, everyone's nice to me. So a lot of people did take <laughs> me seriously. And that helped. And then um when after the master class happened it was kind of like now people don't have a choice like they have to i think you established your credibility that's what you did so that was good yeah you know before i was like oh yeah influencer who knows her like who cares but after that it was like all right well like she's on to something fine (laughs) yeah yeah and and just adding on to that question i know like well you know being a young boss almost you have to employ people so how is that like, like having to employ people that are your age, uh, younger slash older even, and having to almost like be there? Yeah, yeah. actually having to be their boss. <laughs> like how, how did you manage that? Um, so I see, I, I'm like a, how do I say this? I'm like a bad <laughs> boss in the sense that I'm like a really great boss. Like anyone's here, we're like always ch- chatting. We're always joking, like productivity. <laughs> unless it's like really really stressful like productivity is not high like they're like oh what are we doing on wednesday i was like why they're like um like oh i'm making some dinner plans for my friend i was like you know what i actually don't feel like working on wednesday so we're not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) that happens a lot i'm quite ashamed to admit but yeah so um Every time, like, you know, my employees are here, we're, like, working or, you know, just, like, chilling. My dad's like, I wish you were my boss. I'm like, no. Nah. I was <laughs> nope, just going to say, I no, think that's no, anyone's no. dream boss. But... Let's not work on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to a certain extent. I mean, it's, it's nice. I... <laughs> to an extent uh it's just that i'm like i'm like super messy so we're like oh yeah we won't work on wednesday and then you come back two days later and like the office is a mess and it's my fault <laughs> i'm really really messy also because like we're super limited with like the space that we have and yeah. there's like a lot of stuff in here so yeah <laughs> i can imagine yeah like as hopefully sooner <laughs> That rather than later you can expand your space your warehouse and everything you'll have a full-on yeah. office you know, with employees. Yeah. Ooh, we had one before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll see, it'll just we'll get see. bigger and bigger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Another question is, what inspires her to continue what she's doing until now? Um, I don't know. It's just like, I, I'm not somebody who can sit still. Like even on my off days, I'm, I'm doing something like, 
I literally have to physically stop myself and just like sit there and relax so I can like recover. But ever since I was a kid, like I just cannot sit still and do nothing. So my brain is always like, oh, this went well, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, which is bad. Like it helps, but it's bad because like I said, you never really stop to look back and go like, huh, look how well things are going. You know, I, I struggle to like live in the moment and go like, huh, this is good. Cause I'm always like, all right, what can I do next? You know? Yeah. So it was a lot of uh, forcing myself to stop and chill. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just how it is. You know, it's like, all right, this is done. What else can I do? What else can I do? You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think like you said, you gotta listen to your body when you're tired, rest. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. And on that note as well, there's another question <laughs> a little bit similar. But uh what or something similar to what you were saying, but what challenges did she face being a content creator? I guess that would be one of them, right? Um Yeah, I mean it was it was stuff you've already mentioned, you know, like yeah. managing my schedule with my classes, um, being taken seriously, especially when I went from just being an influencer to actually taking makeup appointments like clients actively that was something I felt like yeah a lot of makeup artists did not take me seriously in the industry and that's fine like because you were self-taught right my clients take me seriously yeah I was self-taught I was young Um, my style is quite different to the typical style of makeup in Singapore so there was a lot of like here and there but it doesn't matter I mean my clients take me seriously and that's 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 Mm -hmm. all that matters right um and yeah just it's also a lot of like you know sometimes when you have like sometimes like I'll want to make an Instagram story and I'm like oh I look so tired like it's so convenient for me to just put on like an Instagram filter (laughs) and just like call it a day but then also like oh no I don't want to feed into this like notion of like you know we should all look like Instagram filters so I hate it um i'm actively fighting against Me it too. like anytime like all right no instagram filter no instagram I filter those weird sometimes i'm like the eyes and the nose and the botox it's so weird so i'm just bizarre. like no, 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 no. yeah so weird yeah sometimes when it's 4 a.m and i really need to post something and maybe. i'm like super out of it i'm like fine maybe one that like you know adds like like brightness right or like some color but that that's it uh yeah that's it. <laughs> no, but I'm with you on this fight. They should totally remove these weird ass yeah. filters with a the face. They're so I bizarre. swear to God, and people are like, all these influencers are using it. And I'm like, dude, we don't look like this. It's so weird. Stop. Yeah, they need to remove it 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like I also understand the influencer's perspective, you know, because it's, like you said, it's tough to be, um, you know, if you're like insecure about something, maybe it's your face shape or this or that. To put yourself out there actively yeah. showing it to everyone is no, a little scary. It, it takes a lot so, of courage. I get why they do it. I wish they yeah. didn't. But it, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. No yeah. joke. And have people have I agree. so much, yeah. so many opinions on your lives, and very, very vocal about their opinions. So I, yeah, I totally get it from their perspective too. Yeah. But I just wish that Instagram never released it in yeah. the first place, so we wouldn't have the situation. Yeah. That's a whole I other agree. topic. Um, what is your most essential makeup item? Um, okay, so my favorite makeup item uh, that I, like, if I was going on a desert island, like, I guess I should technically say my lipsticks because they're incredible. But, like, if I was going on a, like, the one item I will wear all the time is just mascara. I love wearing mascara. It just mascara. opens like, your I eyes immediately. hate eyeliner. 
Yeah. It just opens your eyes, right? It's perfect. There is no occasion that mascara is inappropriate. I'm going to quote that. <laughs> That's going to be on my Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There is absolutely no occasion that you're like, oh, I wore too much no, mascara. No, you didn't. Never at all. Like, what is your definition of beauty? Um, I mean, it's subjective, right? Traditionally, the definition of beauty that we grew up in is like Eurocentric beauty standards. And obviously, I don't fit any of that, but it, I don't really feel like it matters, you know? It's like, I feel like beauty comes from within, yeah. you know? You can see that in a lot of people. There are some people that are so pretty, they're very good looking, but it's like when mm. you hear them talk, you're like, all right, I don't want to look yeah. at you ever again, you know? So, yeah, I feel like the sometimes people try to like go in this pursuit of beauty and they kind of go like the wrong way where if you're a good person everyone will yeah. see yeah. that you know i i, I believe that yeah. too i think it really does come from within and especially what you said about how someone may be very pretty on the inside but not that nice on sorry very pretty on the outside and not that nice on the inside it's just pretty, yeah. such a waste you know like i i that's yeah. just, oh that's the saddest thing but yeah yeah i i think yes. i always say beauty's in uh what is the what's the quote Beho- I have the beholder. I have that's the beholder. <laughs> Whatever you want to think Got is beautiful you. is beautiful, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, of course. And the last question from followers is, how would the world change or be different if makeup and beauty-centric products didn't exist? Interesting one, right? Um, How would it change? I mean, it would just be something else, right? First of all, I think a lot of people would be unemployed because you come to think of like how big the industry is and how many jobs yeah. it contributes to. Like, even if you're a dude that knows nothing about makeup, right? Maybe you work in marketing and a lot of your clients yeah. are beauty clients, right? Um, and then does like beauty apply to just women or does it apply to men's shaving and grooming items too? Like technically like men's, um, what's it called? Like hair gel and hair wax yeah. they're also yeah. like hair care products that are in the beauty industry right so i feel like we don't really stop to think how wide it is and how many different ways it affects us even like um hair removal the items technically they're in like the beauty grooming yeah so if it didn't exist there would be a lot more unemployment but we would just find something else you know like even before the beauty industry was wide and rampant in like the older centuries people found ways to hype someone up, hype someone down. Mm -hmm. Something's pretty, something's not, you know? People found ways. So it would not be different in the way that people would be like, ah, oh, we don't care how we look. Like, we're all beautiful. I don't think, I don't think that would, It was yes. not like that before the beauty industry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there would just be, like, less job opportunities, I think. <laughs> it's a billion-dollar industry. This industry is no joke. <laughs> like... Billions Literally. and billions of dollars. That's why you see yeah. every single celebrity it's is just massive. like, I'm releasing a makeup line. I'm like, <laughs> get that coin, girl. Get yes. that coin. Yeah. Like, oh, my it's God. It's true. It's true. But I think, you know, I'm so excited to see where your makeup line goes. Really, like, to see. Because I think you with so you much, also, you babe, have that credibility you. because you are a makeup artist and you've shown your skill. Compared to, like, I mean, again, like, with the celebrities, mm -hmm. like, they're, like, huge. Like, Halsey, I think, released a whole makeup company. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know she wears makeup. But, you know, that kind of thing, like, it's a little bit disconnected. But I'm still yeah. excited to see it. Like, I love makeup, so there's always room for more, mm -hmm. you know? To me, it's just, like, it makes a little yeah. bit of a disconnect from my, like, I think the followers' perspective. Yeah. But I think when you launched your beauty brand, there I was agree. an instant, like, that makes sense. And I think... 
It's like if I launched a song. You I know? think people would still love it. It would be like, oh, I don't I'm know. I'm a little bit confused, sing. but I'm really bad singer. People would not <laughs> like it. <laughs> I was a real. I'm. You can so get your bad. brother on it too, because I'm sure he has a lot of admirers as well. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny. I always see all the comments like, "Oh my god, how is he?" I'm just like, "Oh my god, you must feel so." Because I have a little brother too. I'm like, and when anyone remotely says, "Oh my god, your brother's good looking," I'm like, "I'm sorry, he is what." <laughs> like what are you talking about yeah so now i'm a bit more used to it because like he's 18 you know he's turning 19 years oh God, old he's so a fast. big boy now he's taller than me yeah but when he was a kid and like other children who followed me were like oh he's so handsome yeah, that's like weird. shut up <laughs> no i no. think it'll always be weird stop i know you're the same age but stop Dude, that's always gonna be weird even yeah. for me like when anyone even <laughs> i'm like stop just stop tell him yourself i don't want to know anything about it <laughs> <laughs> but sahara thank you so so yeah. so much for coming on this podcast if you want to oh leave God, the no. listeners with, thank you for having me oh, i had so much fun of course <laughs> if you want to leave the listeners with one piece of advice before you go what would it be yes Hmm. <laughs> this is like the one question I always like ask everyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, one piece of advice. Ah, this is like my favorite quote, and my brother hates it. Like every <laughs> single time, he'll make fun of me because it's the corniest shit. But I Give really do love it. It's it's the quote. It's like fall down seven, stand up eight. I like that. And he's like, shut up. That's so stupid. I'm like, yeah, but it works, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So there, fall down Seven, seven eight, stand up I eight. love that. Short, sweet, corny, <laughs> all of it in between. <laughs> I know, right? Just mwah, everyone Just gets kiss. it. <laughs> and of course, please plug yourself. Yeah. Where can people find you? Because again, if they're living under a rock, oh my God, okay. <laughs> where can people find you? Alright, um, my name is Sahar Salim. You can find me on Instagram at Sahar's Art, which is S-A-H-U-R-S-A-R-T. I recently launched my own beauty line, which is Sahar's Art Beauty. You can find us on sahar'sart.com. Congratulations once again. Congratulations <laughs> on your engagement as well. Thank I never you got to so much. So exciting for the to see Thank the wedding, you. <laughs> you know, come to life hopefully, and hopefully you get to see yeah, the soon. Sure. Thank you. I hope Fingers so too. Fingers crossed. But thanks again, Sahar. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.